listening to What's in the Box, the Xbox News Reviews, Theories and Conspiracies podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh Hutton. Tonight, I am joined by the man who lactates ranch dressing, Kyle Sandin. <laughs> where, where the fuck is Kyle? Uh, well, Josh, uh, Kyle, Kyle's not on this week, bud. What? Where is he? He's on, he went on a cruise. Fuck. Is he doing the boat trip thing too? Yeah, the Cuba getting junior. Yeah, yeah. He said he was. No. <laughs> God damn it! No. <laughs> he said he was following in my footsteps. But you did a boat trip thing. Something about a pinky ring. <laughs> no, I didn't do a boat trip thing. <laughs> I did a sexual walkabout. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Lost my favorite pinky toe ring. <laughs> and. You- <laughs> But you did a walkabout in a wheelchair on the cruise ship, right? You I wasn't in a wheelchair. No. I remember this is all coming back to me. Um, well, that's great. That's great. Yeah. I spent dozens of cents writing these intros, and and for what? Uh, it's listen. It's not. I love them. It's not, yeah, and it's not you. It's, it's oh, Kyle not. doesn't. Kyle doesn't speak for us or the internet. You no. do you. Okay. Oh. I I think they're grand. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, well, actually, President accounted for, we have the man with a powerful and imposing frame, much like the Xbox Series X, Hunter Sealock. That's true. I, too, am built like a shipping container. <laughs> that's, so you can, that's so you can fit lots of stuff inside Aww. of you. That's right. And the man who recently received a restraining order from Jeff Keighley over his Game Awards erotica, Brooks Nickel. Well, okay, so if you don't want me to email you a sample and my argument as to why it should be a category in the Game Awards, you know, then maybe just go ahead and open up a category. Oh, well, touche. So, yeah. I'm in favor. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's interesting, too. I mean, it's not like I just sent him one. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, he's got 50 to 60 samples of, you know, oh my God. short, short er- er- erotica that I, I, I just don't, I, I don't know what they want anymore. Yeah, there are a lot of categories. Apparently, it's awards. me uh, being at least 500 yards away from him <laughs> at all times. So that's cool. Seems excessive. Yeah, well, you know, big money does big <laughs> things for you. The best of us. I think we've all caught a restraining order at one point or another. Uh, oh, on this episode, we'll be talking about the Game Awards. We're going to be talking about Microsoft's next console and two Overlook gems that came out this year, Greedfall and my friend Pedro. But first, a bit of news. And Brooks, if you will lead us on about the Game Awards. They didn't accept your erotica, um, but they did accept some categories. Yeah, um, some <laughs> lesser categories, uh, I would say. But categories of that, and that's fine. Um, so, Game of the Year, Sekiro won. Nice. Uh, I was kind of surprised by that, but I guess it was was a week, a little bit of a weak year um, for video games. And Sekiro was a great game. I just didn't think that it had the yeah I agree. audience. It um, reviewed super well. Did. So, and it beat out um, Control. Yeah, which Josh. Uh, yeah, pitches a tent for. Haven't jumped into it yet. Um, beat out Death Stranding, um, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and Outer Worlds, as well as Resident Evil Two. It's weird to me. Yeah, <laughs> which I thought was be? pretty crazy that a remake 
Yeah, I guess I'm going to have to download it and uh, play it. Because, I mean, I know it's a huge game. People love Resident Evil 2. But for a remake to be up there with, with you know, new IPs for Game of the Year is pretty bizarre. Uh, but, yeah, Sekiro took that one home. So, uh, good job there. Great job, Sekiro. Uh, best action game. Another category. Devil May Cry 5 was the winner there. Um, nominees were Apex Legends, Astral Chain, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Gears 5, and Metro Exodus. Um, so that would surprise me too, but another action-adventure game. Sekiro won that. Um, and that was Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, Resident Evil 2 again, uh, Death Stranding, Control, and Borderlands 3. Um, art Direction, uh, Control came up there. Ding, ding, ding. Got to win on that one, Josh. Uh, and just based off what you told us about kind of the art direction of the game, I, I can see why. Um, and that went up against Death Stranding, uh, Gris, Sayonara, Sayonara, Sayonara. Is that Sayonara? Sayonara Wild Hearts. Um, Sekiro and Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Um, audio design, Call of Duty Modern Warfare won that one. Um, also went up against Control, Death Stranding, Gears 5, Resident Evil 2, Sekiro. Um, community support, Destiny 2. Those two make a lot of sense to me. Sounds great. Yep. Did you want to go ahead and talk about Destiny 2 for about 15 to 20 minutes here, Josh? No, I'm going to do that next week. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Destiny 2 got community support, um, Apex Legends, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, and Rainbow Six Siege are all in that category. Um, content creator of the year, Shroud. Um, cool. Yeah, that Whatever. one kind of surprised me. Yeah, just because he went to Mixer, but I feel like he's kind of been a, in a bit of a decline as far as like viewership and I don't know. The reason it doesn't surprise me is because out of all of the people in that category that are listed, that's uh -huh. the only name that I've ever seen before. Oh, really? You've got gotcha. Shroud, Grefg, uh, Ewok, okay, Dr. Sure Lupo, and Courage. So, yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah, uh, yeah I think I would have probably, yeah, I probably would have gone Lupo or e Ewok is pretty interesting. She's deaf. Um, she plays Fortnite stuff and doesn't really like, she puts on a good show for, like, she she's, doesn't speak um, at all and yet is, is pretty entertaining to watch. She does a good job. That's cool. Huh. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to skip most of the esports stuff, um, unless you just want to go over it. Uh, no, 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 no. I, I, I would be so out of my element on that. Um, yeah, I, I will just, um, list the, the categories because I think it's cool that they're, um, being included in the game awards now. Um, they have, uh, esports coach, esports event, esports game of the year, um, esports host, esports player, esports team. So who won the cool. game of the year? Uh, game of the year was League of Legends, nice. um, and it went up against Fortnite, Overwatch Two, or sorry, Fortnite, Overwatch, Dota Two, and Counter Strike uh, Global Offensive. Nice, sweet. Yeah, but they uh, they also had a family game. Luigi's Mansion Three won that. Best fighting game was Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Hell yeah, truly. Um, fresh indie game was Disco Elysium. Yeah, that one's coming to Xbox so, next year. Excited to play that one. It's like a yeah. narrative driven uh, RPG. And it went up against some pretty, it must be pretty good because it went up against some uh, 
decent games in that category. Uh, My friend Pedro, Outer Wilds, Slay the Spire in the Untitled Goose game. Yeah. So Yeah. Which Untitled Goose game, um, and then, uh, just a quick note on that, will be out by the time this podcast is out. So if you have any interest in that, playing it on Xbox, uh, it will be on Game Pass um, and available to play. So, Anyways, I'll check that one out. Uh, game Direction, Death Stranding won that. Um, a lot of the same games in that category. Yeah, they won that, uh, and they won... Like a score in music, right? I think those are the only yes. two things they ended up winning. Which I mean makes a lot of sense. The soundtrack and those Kojima games are always killer. Mm, yeah, Solid Five. Yeah, uh, games for Impact was another uh, category. Gris won that. Um, independent game was Disco Elysium. Uh, mobile game was Call of Duty Mobile. Cool. Uh, multiplayer game was Apex Legends, and that went over Borderlands 3, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, uh, The Division 2, and Tetris 99. <laughs> That's easy money, dude. <laughs> Tetris 99 is pretty fun, but people are so fucking good at that. Um, then, like you mentioned, uh, Disco Elysium won the narrative as well. Um, ongoing game was Fortnite. Role-playing game, Disco Elysium. Um, <clears throat> Death Stranding, like you said, with the score and the music. Sports and racing, Crash Team Racing, Nitro Fueled. So weird. Uh, another another remake. Like, that's so... Yeah, that's weird. Get that shit out of there. Yeah. Um, strategy game was Fire Emblem, Three Houses. Okay. I didn't play that. Um, VR was Beat Saber. So Nice. Those are all your winners. Some good games. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad Apex won in the multiplayer game. If one of those other ones would have won, I'd have been upset about it. As much as I enjoy Call of Duty, it's you know, Apex it's is ass. It's ass. It's just ass. That's it. <laughs> I mean, it's fun, ass, but it's ass. Well, ass is fun. I don't know what yeah. to tell you, but it's not the game of the year. Yeah. It was your game of the year. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Hey-o. Well, um, Hunter, why don't you take us on our next point of discussion? Um, your wife is an avid Sims player. Kyle, uh, may he rest in his Cuba Gooding Jr. esque boat trip fling. Um, his girlfriend. What kind of hat you think he's wearing? A Denver Broncos hat for sure. Um, oh. yeah, or Monster Energy drink, but probably Denver Broncos. Uh, that's fair. So, Kyle's girlfriend and your wife both play a hell of a lot of Sims, and yes. I love The Sims. There's no way I could keep up with it, but I'm excited for this bit of news that you told me about today. Yeah, um, my, my supermodel, um, wife also like really likes to play it. Good one. It's a good one. I don't blame your supermodel wife. Yeah. She loves it. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, uh, one of the things that Ma- Maxis is the people that do The Sims. <laughs> Maxis is owned by EA. But it seems like they can pretty well do what they want. It, they haven't, from what I've seen, been plagued with a lot of the EA nonsense. But they're they're kind of, they're such a heavy hitter that it almost seems like they're going to EA and be like, we're doing this like we want to do it and fuck off. 
But uh, one of the things they do really well is once a month, they have a Maxis monthly stream where the Sim Gurus announce kind of what's been going on, what's what's coming up, uh, highlight some of the stuff that's been going on. And today in their stream, they announced that uh, in early 2020, the gallery is going to be going cross-platform. So for, the, the, for those of you who don't play The Sims, there's a gallery on there where you can build a house or create Sims and upload them to the gallery where other people can download them and you can go on there uh, and download other people's builds and stuff like that. And and up to this point, it's just been PC and Mac and that's about it. I don't even think that uh, the consoles cross-platform with each other. But coming early 2020, they will you'll be able to get into the gallery for all of them. There's also custom content on PC and Mac that will not be available on the consoles, but they did mention that they're looking into a way to do that in the future. My uh, my hopes for that are kind of low because I don't know how, frankly, I don't know how they'll be able to do that part of it with uh, just the differences between console and PC. Uh, I don't know how they'll be able to do that because some of the custom contents fucking wild. So I don't. I don't see how they'll be able to do that, but they say they're going to work on a way to do it. But uh, the big news is that's going uh, cross-platform. That's a that's big huge. deal. Yeah, good for them. It's awesome. Yeah, always like seeing people play nice. Yeah, and they've they've done just. We've talked about them before. It's just amazing the lifetime they get out of those games and and how much content it's fucking crazy and, and and really change just kind of how those games click and work and. All the different shit you can do. It's cool. It's it's kind of cool how they do it. Like they'll every once in a while they'll have like three big like three ideas of stuff yeah. packs or whatever to uh, to add into the game, and they'll have the community vote on their website for which one, and they'll pare it down so they'll have like three different uh, yeah. themes, and then you'll people will vote for that, and then inside the theme they'll you'll vote again, and there there may be two or three rounds of voting. And then they'll put that in the game in the next stuff pack. Right. So it's kind of cool, man. As far as the community engagement goes, they probably do it better than any game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, so it's it's neat. It's neat how they how they do it, and so that keeps them keeps the community engaged in it. Uh, that for the people that main that game, and it's impressive. I don't know. I can't think of another developer that that does quite so well on on that end of yeah. it. You know? Hell yeah. Um, well, speaking of developers kind of churning out new content, uh, there's several holiday events going on <clears throat> and a lot of ongoing games that we play. Uh, so Destiny 2 has the dawning starting uh, this Tuesday, um, which is what, the night uh, 17th. Um, and Destiny 2 just launched their Season of Dawn. <clears throat> But I don't want to talk about it really yet until I've played the stuff they add with um, their seasonal, their holiday content. And there's another aspect to the story content that's supposed to come out this week. And so I don't want to get, get ahead of myself. But so far, I've enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it's, it's, you're dodging it for a week, bro. It's still going to happen. Um, and then Apex is having a <laughs> Mirage's Hollow Day Bash. And this is a limited time ah. event where you fight uh, to take control over the train that's on the new map. Um, and they've kind of decked it out. There's snow on the map. They've made kind of like this like jacuzzi holiday suite area as well um, on the map. And 
the cosmetics and stuff they've added for that are really cool. Look, look super sharp. Um, not quite Overwatch quality, but pretty damn close. Overwatch has their Winter Wonderland event going on as well, um, which you you play as May. I can't remember what that mode's called. Is it Snowball? F- what the fuck? Oh, yeah. Uh is it just uh, snowball, snowball fight? fight? Um, yep. Okay. That's it. They have that going yep. on. Stuff. I fucking hate yeah. that game mode, though. God, I hate it. Um, and, it's and great. Your, I think it's a t- Tell us again, like, what what you do as far as unlocking. There's, like, a Soldier 76, Ugly Christmas Sweater, cosmetic, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, and it's the, it, they're doing it the same way they've done a handful of events in the past few months or so. So you win, uh, you got to win nine arcade matches. And then once you win the ninth, when you get the, the, the skin, the ugly Christmas, ugly Christmas sweater for soldier. And, but like you win three and you get an icon, you win another three and you get something else. And then on the ninth, when you, you actually get the skin. So it's pretty neat. I mean, I've got a couple of good ones like that. It's the same way they did. Uh, they had a really good uh, Bastion skin that was oh, a Lego. Yeah. He's made out of Legos and shit. That's badass. They do them the same way as that. So uh, if you play Overwatch, you'll be familiar with how they're how they're structured, cool. that part of it. Um, Fortnite just did a bunch of Star Wars content. Um, they debuted a new trailer within the game. Um, and... Uh, they have a lot of Star Wars cosmetics, stuff like that, and I'm sure they'll transition into their holiday stuff here shortly. I have not really kept up with that. What about Anthem's Anthem? map now has snow on it, so that counts. Oh, <laughs> I, think, fuck. I think you can fly through some Superman 64 rings as well now, so be on the lookout for that. Yeah. God. Um, anyway. The wang twanglers. <laughs> uh, most of that's good. Anthem's still bullshit. Um, but we're going to roll on. Let's talk about no. the new Xbox announcement. Hunter, I want to hear your, your first impressions. Um, this was shown off at the Game Awards and, and kind of blindsided everybody because I think everybody expected at this point that they would hold off on a reveal till E3. Um, and and they, they kind of, I don't know, I, I would say it was, a, it was a kind of the throwing down of the glove to PlayStation because... All PlayStation stuff is kind of leaked, or it's kind of rumor mill stuff. There's there's an alleged dev kit out there that kind of looks like a U-shaped router, um, and, but I don't right. know if that's real. Who the fuck knows if that's what it actually will look like? Um, but there's there's very little on on PlayStation Five, so this is kind of I think a bold move for them to come out this early. What what did you think? Of bold the move. Yeah. Well, for first of all. It's it's just a rectangle, and that's fine. That doesn't bother me as much as uh, what I'll talk about in a moment. The like it it looks like it's a computer tower, right? But like they're yeah. powerful rectangles so are shapes too. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, so like the 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 look of it doesn't bother me. I've seen online people getting pissed because they're like, "Well, I won't be able to fit that in my entertainment." Whatever. It's like, okay, well, sorry. Yeah, I mean, it can it can lay that. horizontal that doesn't bother or vertical, me so bad. and if you laid it horizontally, it doesn't look like it would be any bigger than your your console no. now. No, so well, it's it's sixteen centimeters. Yeah. It's mm. a it's sixteen by sixteen centimeters square, and then thirty centimeters tall if you're if it's standing up. So it's not it's really not huge, but uh, <laughs> the uh, the biggest fucking problem. 
the biggest uh, problem is the goddamn name, the Xbox Series X. I don't know who fucking came up with that. Who okayed that? Like who who thought that was a good idea? Somebody phoned that one in. It's it's a bummer, man. Like that's a real bummer. I gotta live with this fucking system for another five years when I shell out five hundred shekels for it or whatever the yeah. price point's gonna be. This is pretty upsetting, honestly. It probably Hunter it probably went well. We can't call it the 720. We can't call Why it not? the two. We can't. <laughs> We've really fucked ourselves. Let's go with the X. Call it the Series X. Fuck so it. goddamn stupid. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like they could have, they could have just thrown a series of numbers yeah. on there, and it would have been better. Call it the yeah. 69 420, mm-hmm. and I'd have been more <laughs> pleased about it. Like I, I don't know, the fucking Xbox. Yeah, they might as well just start it over the X yeah. rectangle. Anything, fucking anything would be better. Like, I don't know. It just seems so lazy to me and so bland. It's like, God damn it. You, like, this is the name is the marketing of it. Like, that's the whole thing. You know, I don't know, man. It's fucking dumb. But uh, I'll fucking buy it. I won't be happy about it, about the name. I'll piss and moan the whole time. But it seems powerful. Powerful enough. It's going to have a uh, yeah. SSD with uh, the rumors the speeds will be up to two gigabytes a cool. second. For the for the hard drive, yeah, that's bananas. Great. So uh, that'll be a lot of fun with it'll it'll four K output and with potential mm. for eight K. Apparently, yeah, it so sounds like eight nice. K. The, the rest like of the thirty frames per second, four uh, K sixty. And if games okay. are cool and just let you scale, however, and you could do one hundred twenty at ten eighty p, which would be ideal. But I, I'm kind of curious how like competitive games are going to play that in the this little next console cycle. If 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 that shit's right. scalable on consoles, I'm wondering if they're going to lock it to 60 frames at 4K or whatever. If they're going to let you uncap it and just, I'm sure they will. Nice. I mean, they'll have to they'll have to regulate. Yeah, because I, I for, for I think yeah, most people would would take the dip in resolution for just a play smoother. But 60 is great. There's a lot of games that run 30 now that I would love to see run 60. Um, Go ahead. Well, uh, am I off base with this? I'm really upset about it. <laughs> like, does that not seem like no, a lazy? I, I agree. Like, the name, to me, it seems like so much like a cell phone naming convention, which is, I think that that's, that's kind yes. of, and I, I feel like that's where they've said that before in an interview. Phil Spencer, uh, head of Xbox, has said that before. He, yeah, yeah, he wanted it to move here. more in that situation, which is kind of scared us because that has the connotation of like payment plans and all that kind of bullshit, which they, they already have um, for the current setup. I can't remember what that is. Is it all access or whatever? I, can't remember what I don't know if that's them just trying to set the expectation that these consoles are going to be super expensive and you're going to basically have to go in on a payment plan um, like you would on a, an iPhone or something. But it also, I, I, man, I, I just want consoles to be what they've been forever, where it's kind of like this is something you can buy for a fair amount of money, but know that like that's the only piece of hardware you're going to need for you know five years, seven years, whatever. Because um, what a original Xbox two thousand one to. When do we have 360? 2007? 2008? I think it's usually six to seven I think years. It's a, I think it's a, was like a four year, four to four, and then pick, or was yeah. seven. 
dwindled the, before, something like that. Well, the you know the thing it'll be. I think it'll be like it has been as far as what you're talking about is where every few years they're going to have to come out with one until they get to the point where they make it where you can upgrade the video cards and random bullshit like that. At which point it's basically a PC you play in your living room instead of your computer room or whatever the fuck, you know what I'm saying? But I, yeah. I don't think they're there yet because I mean, I haven't heard anything like there's, well, they're, we're going to sell kits every three years that are $200. If you have us install it or a hundred dollars, if you install it yourself and we're not liable for any damages or whatever, you know? cause I mean, we've, we've kind of talked about that. I don't know if we have on the podcast where, that's a potential. Like I, I wouldn't be terribly upset about that. Where they're like, "This is the only console we're gonna have for ten years, but we're gonna sell an upgraded hard drive in X amount of time, and you know, we're gonna upgrade the pieces where you can do it yourself or send it to us, and they'd still make a shitload on it doing that." And I mean, that wouldn't that wouldn't bum me out too bad. But again, at what point it's like, okay, well, this is a computer now, and that's fine. Like that's fine. But I don't think they're there quite yet. That not on this cycle. I'm just, but I am, I am hoping it's not going to be crazy expensive. Yeah. Like I, I think most people think right now it's probably going to be 500. Yeah. Um, but he he said in an interview that he was yeah. you know that they were coming in they were going to have they're going to meet the expectations of power and price they wouldn't be off base like they were with the Xbox One um, and so we'll we'll see I we we've talked before like some of that depends on the Chinese tariffs and all that kind of shit can influence prices. Um, yeah, that may be settled sooner rather than later. There's at least talks of that at the political level where they're going to be signing some deal with China uh, pretty soon. F- frankly, before re-election, you don't want that shit looming, no matter who you are. You don't want to piss off the Chinese or suck them off right before an election. So we might get a fairly moderate deal where that that won't yeah. fuck them very hard mm-hmm. in 2020 at least. Now sure. in 2021, it may all go to hell again. But there's there, there's, there seems to be talks in... Uh, in Washington right now that that'll be settled fairly soon. Oh God, dude. I didn't, I haven't combined the thought of a, of a general election year with video game consoles. Like, like that, the new Xbox might be the thing that gets yeah, me yeah. through 2020. Oh yeah. Holy shit. Sorry, I didn't mean, um, mean to bring it down. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that's, that is cool um, about this though is all of your like peripherals, the, your your controllers, any hard drives you have or whatever that are already formatted for an Xbox, those will come forward with you, um, and, and still be usable on the new system, which is red. Um, and your games library comes with you, so you're not going to lose that. And you know, if you have, you know, I, I think a lot of us have started buying almost strictly digital just because it's nice to have it and be able to download it whenever or whatever. You know, it's too convenient access to that library. One like yeah. it, it's too convenient. Like I'm a nostalgic guy, but uh, when they stop doing the big booklets with all the lore printed in the book, it's like, well, fuck it. I don't, I don't need all this shit taking up room on my shelf if I don't have all that kind of stuff. So it's just too convenient, especially with game sharing and all that kind of stuff, to just have it digitally. So most of us in our group, most of us have uh, have gone to that, and that'll be that'll be nice. Another thing I thought was interesting was the controller is going to be largely similar, but uh, they're going to have a third. Like they have the, it's not the back or the start and, and select button, but fuck it, I'm old. Uh, they're going to have a third button that's a capture button. So you'll be able to screenshot and uh, take clips right off your, with a button off your controller. 
which will be convenient. And I think the only other difference besides that is the uh, the D pad is going to be based off of the what's that what's that controller? The Pro Series something or other. One of the recent uh, Xbox Pro Series where it's going to be like an eight uh, like an eight directional instead of four. So the D pad should be a little bit more. Uh, you're going to have more directions. It's going to be more convenient, more accurate, maybe is the word I'm looking for. Uh, you'll have more accuracy in that. So uh, that'll be interesting to see how big a difference that makes, if any at all. Because, you know, we all control yeah. our characters with the yeah. D-pad like it's 1998. Yeah. I use my modded Xbox controller. Um, Fuck yeah. The, that's just a Nintendo 64 <laughs> controller. We got popsicle yeah. sticks oh stuck to your... You remember that? Did anybody else do that shit? Have any buddies that would like glue a popsicle stick to their triggers so they were you have more leverage on them? <laughs> They're a little bit touchy. Weird shit. That's some ghetto shit. I was no, broke growing up. I don't think I ever had a friend do that. Oh, it didn't work very well. It's actually a pretty in, uh, ingenious idea there. I didn't. I, I, I'm kind of sad. I never when thought. One about of your it. friends was eating a popsicle and they started going to the trash can when they were done with it. Did you just have a panic attack and try to stop them? Just throw it away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got an extra controller. I have a player too. Here's the thing. Anybody that did that said it worked great, but the fact is they ruined their controller gluing a popsicle stick to it. So they were invested in the idea and they had to convince you and themselves that it made a difference. So uh, don't do that at home, friends. Yeah, Just love a god. Play regular. Um, Be normal. Know, so they they showed a trailer unveiling it, and um, I thought the trailer was was. Pretty solid, um, sharp design. Showed some um, in-engine footage yeah. and stuff, and then it had the design of the console kind of floating above some water and stuff. Like it, it looked nice. The sound was good. Like all, all that stuff. I thought it was a deep. Yeah, who was that? Who was that speech by in the background? I, I, I feel like it's like something that's super famous, <laughs> and I hate the trend of them taking things that are like really about something. <laughs> yeah. And using them to describe their new fucking video yeah. game console. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Plays. It sells. It sells consoles because you know sure as shit their name's not gonna do it. Yeah. And so the only I'd love them. like specific game they showed off was the sequel to Sinua's Sacrifice, which is called Sinua's Saga Hellblade 2. Jesus fucking Christ. Just call it Hellblade. Or call it that's Sinua. That's intense. You don't need that much. If you if you have a fucking colon in your title, you've fucked up. You have fucked up with your title. Just change it. Um, terrible title. Yeah. yeah, it's like when somebody writes like twelve books in a series, and they get to the twelfth book, and they're running out of ideas and titles, and it's like, okay, yeah. I get it. Yeah, I think I'm done. And so this is coming. They showed that off, and that was in engine, in game. Uh, and it looked dope. It looked super good. Um, and so we haven't seen any actual footage of a PS5 game yet. And so I, I think they've set a pretty high bar there of the quality of, of the graphics. So I'm excited for it. Um, let's ramble on and talk about our reviews this week. We're talking Greedfall and My Friend Pedro. Basically the same types of games, I would say. Um, Brooks. Why don't you lead us off here? You've been playing Greedfall. I've been playing my friend sure. Pedro. What do you think of the narrative in Greedfall since that's such a huge part of that game? 
Um, I really, really like it so far. So I'll preface my, my review and call it really a preview, I guess. Um, cause it's, it's slated to be about a 60 hour game. I think, um, and I've probably yeah. put eight to 10 in it so far. Um, but it, it is, uh, an RPG very, very reminiscent of dragon age. Cool. Um, those old kind of Bioware RPGs like that. Um, but it's a blast, yeah. So the, the premise is, is pretty simple. There's a new island, and you're a bunch of white people, and you're going there to set up shop. And you, as a character, are looking for a cure for this uh, illness that's affected your continent. And you go there, and the white people <laughs> that have showed up are trying to take it all from the natives, and you get right in the middle of it. So uh it's Absolutely. it's been a lot of fun the narrative is is has been very interesting so far especially because depending on the companions that you have with you and right off the bat you you open up access to quite a few companions when you get to the island um will dictate how some conversations go so there was one point where i met with um a militia leader of some sorts that had been you know they'd been repelling attacks from different native tribes on, on their caravans. And I have the you meet one of the native uh, females pretty early on that joined your party. And she was with me and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I probably shouldn't have brought her in here. Cause they got into some arguments pretty quick, but uh, it's, it's neat. And there are even points where some of your companions will tell you before you enter like a quest area, like, I don't think I'm going to, you know, tag along here. Uh, so it's cool the way that they, they do the narrative uh, is done well. The cutscenes are pretty cool, um, but just the narrative that you get while you're roaming through the game and is, I think, what has polished it for me. How do you feel that compared to you know my friend Pedro, Josh? Yeah, they're basically the same story, uh, though you're an ambiguous race. You're not necessarily white, um, and you might be Hispanic, given that Pedro's your friend. But you you have like it's a side scrolling action shooter game um, that that has puzzle elements in the sense that enemies will be positioned in ways where you have to do what the game calls split shooting, where you aim at two of them at once, and you can slow time kind of like Max Payne style or Matrix style, um, and as you earn points, you get more of that meter to to use. Um, the narrative is very thin in this game um it's it's kind of just like oh this guy's a drug dealer go get him will be one level you know i mean it's it's very loose um but the the level design and how it changes up the how you use the movement mechanics stuff like that's pretty solid it's basically pocahontas in a in game form yeah that's kind of what (laughs) yeah Uh, a lot of a lot of pocahontas avatar um every other movie that's ripped that off uh thrown into the into the narrative there um i will say that a grief all feels like a little bit of a fresher take good um on it but that that same idea is there which you don't have to i mean you can it's it's freedom of choice is is pretty cool um in the areas that it's there like you can't just pull out you know your weapon and start killing people in a town right but you don't have to side with the native character sure uh, you can obviously just tell her to fuck off. I mean, there's there's one point where I came across these people in the, in the town, the, these inquisitors that were just like torturing these uh, native people, you know, and I could have let it go on or 
or you know intervene whatever there's so there's a lot of branching um in there where you can kind of make it your own story which is has been a lot of fun so cool. far i inherently can never do anything but play like the good guy. sure I always feel bad <laughs> yeah bad yeah um so, how, how's the combat in that game do you do a lot of it or is uh, it mostly it's a little rough around the edge yeah i do for sure um uh, there you, you have to yeah there's not yeah. really a way there there are areas that you can go about quests and missions with less combat or you know you could put a lot into lock pick and stealth sure. and, like most rpgs but there are points that, that you'll be forced into combat so you you pick out of three classes when you start um one's you know geared towards melee combat one's geared towards magic and range and one's geared more towards like i think kind of utility sure. um you're lock picking your science stuff like that um i went with the the warrior of course and did the melee build but uh the combat's fun once you get used to it uh it feels a little clunky at first and a little rough around the edges with some of the movement yeah uh, but it's a blast it really is it's good like i said it, it's very reminiscent of, of dragon age you can pause combat oh, and select okay. the, your next action um, and then your character just carries it out in real yeah. time. Uh, I don't use it a lot. I like to use my light, alternate my light heavy attacks. Um, and then you have like a rage meter. And there's some cool stuff that you can do just in lifetime. But if I need to stop real quick and find a potion, I don't have a hot map. Or, yeah, that's cool. Uh, resurrect an ally or something. It's useful. Or even just pause to kind of examine what's happening around me and what I need to do next. Um, there's a lock-on mechanism and you can flick the right stick and switch between the enemies that you're locked onto. So once you get the hang of it, it's a lot of fun. Um, when you're, when... but yeah, enemies have uh, a health bar and, and armor as well. So, you know, bludgeoning weapons will break armor. Oh, more, okay. Um, once it's broke, you switch to a blade of some sort. Swords yeah. will typically do that. The, the skill trees, the combat skill trees and stuff are pretty expansive as far as what you want to go through. Um, obviously they're geared towards, you have firearms, you have swords, you have um, blunt weapons, and then you have magic. Uh, so you can kind of go through those and build out a character a little bit more specific to how you want to play the yeah. game. Uh, so that's been that's been a lot of fun. Cool. Um, and the combat itself is it is it kind of like kind of that standard fare for? I hate we always say Dark Souls, but like where it's like parry. Or block is that kind of set up, and when you're um, doing the live combat, there's a block, there's a block mechanic, there's a parry mechanic, um, there's counter. Yeah. I'm sure it works well. <laughs> I'm, I'm horrible yeah. testing. So I don't just hack and slash. I just have a two. Yeah, I have two-handed heavy mace, okay. and it's I've got it stacked into the stun and armor like shatter category. So I'll just hit people with a heavy attack, and I can usually get another heavy attack off before they're no longer stunned. So I can stun lock a lot of people that way. Um, you know, adds bigger bosses. It's harder to do, but so yeah, I'm, I'm sure that that the parry and the block work well. Uh, but I I don't think it's anywhere in the same realm of of you know like a soul scoring game or like Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, it's definitely more of a hack and slash um, built combat. You know, it's the field. It's where there's a field of battle, a little area, and it's third person. So, like I said, it's your typical RPG that you're used to playing. Cool. Yeah. On my friend, Pedro, 
on I, I kind of touched on the, the gameplay of it. I think like it it has a neat aesthetic. It's pretty neon and and like urban looking and um there's like techno music the soundtrack's pretty solid um playing as you're going through um i think for me there have been so many good 3d games made in this vein like max Payne. when you strip all of that kind of away and you create this very light experience where there isn't really a narrative and it's pretty light platforming and it's just kind of like okay target this enemy first and hit this guy to stay alive or whatever. It it seems so simple that I I think for me, all the games I'm comparing it to are probably not fair because this is a smaller indie title, but it's hard for me to enjoy it after playing those other games that have done like these same mechanics in a a larger scale and had a cool story. Um, And so I, I think this is probably, you know, it launched on Switch first and then PC. I think this is probably like a solid Switch game, like something you just kind of fuck with in your spare time, you're traveling or something. But I, uh, sitting down, playing it in Xbox or something, I think there's a lot of better experiences you could go for that would be similar and have more depth. Um, so it, it's decent, but I, I think it's kind of a glorified mobile game in a lot of ways. Uh, would you, comparing Greedfall, you know, you played this after we did kind of our games of the year is is there any game that you play this year that it's similar to that you think it holds up to um is it a standout not really is it just kind of in its own lane um i think i think the way that uh it's similar in the way that outer worlds felt like a lot of the good things from old fallout games Greedfall feels a lot like a lot of the good things from Bioware's Golden Church, sure. you know. Uh, so it's it's similar in that aesthetic, but that's gotcha. about it. Um, it 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 really so far it hasn't done anything to break the mold. The storytelling is done really well. I'll give it that. That's one of the probably its better aspects is that. Uh, it, it's another one where the most of the side quests, while they can be kind of tedious in the sense of they don't really give you a lot of shortcuts. It's like if you go talk to somebody over here and it's cross right. map, you may have to go right back and talk to this other person again. Um, but they're interesting. The companion quests are really interesting. They're they're longer. Um, and so your companions will bring them up. And once you reach a certain level of friendship with them, uh, and you can do a lot of that just by chit-chatting with them or making decisions that they agree cool. with, you know, that yeah. whole system. Um, and then you'll go do these companion quests. And one of the guys that you start the game off with, he's kind of trained you um, while you were growing up. Uh, he's in a faction and you are investigating one of his uh, protégés, so to speak, who's went missing. And you discover this whole, like, plot where there's this secret regiment of soldiers that are called, like, the Shadow Soldiers that are doing, you know, the bidding of different factions that, you know, they might attack another faction that they couldn't do in the light of day. Um, so they don't wear insignias or anything, uh, or it would cause, you know, fallout between the, these people. And so, uh, they're just, like I said, they're very, very interesting side quests. Um, and, and the main story quests are really interesting. So it keeps, it keeps you kind of geared in it. it doesn't break the mold by any means. It's just, we haven't seen anything that I think does these good parts of RPGs in a while. I, I, I really like the, uh, game design. 
Um, I think that the character models look really good. Uh, my only complaint is, is there is some mouth stuff that uh, just doesn't really sync match up. Um, but I think over, yeah, but all of your weapons, your armor, your, you know, clothes, uh, a lot of the NPCs, they, they have interesting character models. They look good. The environments look really good. Um, you know, there's obviously some graphical issues at times, uh, not with, really things not showing up like star Wars sure. or uh, dropping frames, just, you know, clipping on the edge yeah. and stuff um, can be kind of annoying in some areas, but yeah, I think all in all the world design is, has done really well. Um, so it's like I said, it's, it's cool. It's worth it. Um, I think it's a blast. If you like those sure. kind of games, it is one where you, you you're going to talk a lot. Uh, there's a lot of dialogue, but if, if you're interested in something that's you know, single player and story driven, uh, it's definitely worth it. It was on sale last yeah. week, but it's a full pr- it's a full price game. But you'll you'll definitely get sixty dollars worth sure. out of it. So hell yeah, awesome. Yeah, I need to give it a spin. Um, well, I think that's a wrap on this episode, boys. Um, Brooks, as we end every episode, why don't you tell the good folks tell them what's in the box? Yeah, um, this is kind of a strange one. Like you guys might agree or disagree here. I'm going to tell you what I my best assumption okay, of what okay. this is. So the box this week has a hole punch through oh. it. Um, oh. And inside there's an, a, a monster can, a drank monster can. Um, it's full of what looks like, it smells like seawater um, and cool. a note that is too soggy to read. So I'm thinking that Kyle tried to send us a message in a bottle uh, and he used monster <laughs> can, sure. um, ruined the note, got pissed off, threw it in a box, punched a hole in it, mailed it to us. So, the uh, yeah. next week you can confirm this i guess and you're back and there is a next what, <laughs> what your note said he was probably explaining the whole boat trip scheme which involves probably. you know you pretending to be a homosexual when you're on a boat of, of of all ladies and then you're like man now i want to try to get with these ladies that's what kyle's doing he's doing boat trips